There's a new player in the burgeoning podcast market. Former Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull has released a series called Defending Democracy. And without wanting to freak you out too much on a Sunday morning, it asks whether the West's model of liberal democracy is in decline and if the greatest threats come from within. Two episodes have come out so far. Here's a taste of Defending Democracy from a soon-to-be-released episode. I never thought I'd say this, but I want boring politics. It means things are doing well. We're talking about the convulsions in the world's fourth largest democracy. Lula's supporters here say they're not just voting for his policies, but for the future of Brazilian democracy. Brazil shares with Australia compulsory voting and an independent electoral commission features that I would have expected to protect democracy against far-right populists like Jair Bolsonaro. But we also share the lies and disinformation, or at least some of them, designed to undermine the integrity of our electoral system. I think we're in a bit of trouble. That's Australian Electoral Commissioner Tom Rogers. Malcolm Turnbull, welcome to Sunday Extra. Hi, Julian. How are you? Very well. well. We'll come back to Brazil shortly. But first, in defending democracy, you talk about the danger of traditional political parties becoming more extremist than centrist, like the Republicans have under Trump. And you start the series by interviewing Teal MPs Zali Stegall and Allegra Spender. I can't imagine former Liberal PMs like Tony Abbott or Scott Morrison having quite so amicable a conversation with them. From the For the future of Australian democracy, do you think that the probability of more centrist independence is now greater than a more centrist Liberal Party? I think, I think arguably, yes. I, I think the Liberal Party has been uh, captured, probably too strong a word, but it is certainly, uh, you know, controlled mm. now by, by people and organisations, media organisations, particularly the Murdoch media, which are well to the right of centre. And, and, you know, so in that sense, the Liberal Party has left a lot of its voters. So, hence, that's why you've got the Teals. I mean, there are nine – the nine seats, the Teals, uh, you know, and I include Helen Haynes um, and Beck Sharkey mm. in that group. But those nine seats, all held by smaller Liberal women uh, who are progressive on climate uh, and, and other issues – they are all hitherto super, super safe liberal seats. So so the Liberal Party is losing its base. Now, when I was leading the party, on the two occasions I led the party, my critics on the right would say that I was not, um, you know, I, 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 would, I was losing, the, that I was not connecting with the base. And the, by the base, they meant people with very strong, right-wing views who, you know, watch Sky News after dark, who hung on every word that Alan Jones uttered and so forth. And, you know, the, the critic they used to say to me, oh, Malcolm, you know, the problem is, you know, you appeal to Labor voters. Well, you know, I always thought in politics that the idea was to appeal to the people on the other side and get them to vote for you. Anyway, um, what's happened now is that they've lost nine of their safest seats yeah. to a smaller liberal crossbench. And I, I think that's actually great because what it's demonstrated is that our electoral system can self-correct. Mm. I mean, if you look at New South Wales, we've got an election on New South Wales now, it'll be pretty close. I mean, Labor's the favourite, but Liberals are not out of the race. 
The only reason the Liberal Party won't get completely cleaned up by Teal independence is because they have, as it happens, a very uh, progressive, you know, relative to other governments, environment and energy policy, you know, led by Matt Keane. Yes, yeah, so so, certainly more centrist and, and progressive in, at the state level than, than federally. To, totally, yeah. totally. Yeah, so, so, so the Telegraph and, you know, the Murdoch press, they, they, they smash Matt Keane all the time and say how left-wing he is and how progressive he is. In fact, he's the best asset they've got <laughs> going into this election. Malcolm, based on uh, Defending Democracy, the series so far, I must say I'm, I'm feeling relatively optimistic about Australia thanks to compulsory voting and preferential voting. How important do you think basic things like that are, the mechanics of democracy for sustaining the Western Liberal model? I think they're enormously important and I think we should be so proud and that, that we've got them. And, you know, we've had in Australia we've had compulsory voting and preferential voting for 100 years, so it's a hell of a long time. Now, the so so what that means is that you can get a phenomenon like the teal. So, so you know the the, the message the message that the teals have sent to the Liberal Party, and it may be quite a few years before you know they get they get them they 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 do something about it. But the message that the teals have said is, look, if you want to run off to the right, if you want to have members who don't reflect the values of the electorate, you know, like Tony Abbott and Moringa, that's okay. We'll find someone else to vote for. And we don't have to vote for the Labor Party. Mm, you see, mm. the, see, the problem in the US, and Adam Kinzinger in the second podcast, who's a Republican congressman or was a Republican congressman, explains this very well. In the US, you've got voluntary voting, you've got gerrymandered electorates, so the electorates are not boundaries are not drawn by an electoral commissioner but by politicians to, you know, protect themselves. And you've, of course, got first-past-the-post voting. So the uh, candidates from each party tend to be more to the extremes of each party. And if you get, as the Republican Party is, as you are saying earlier, it's captured by Trump, centrist, you know, moderate, sensible Republicans are really a threatened species. So if you're one of those voters, you can, in America, you can uh, hold your nose and vote for the Trump candidate. You can hold your nose and vote for the Democrats, which may be a bridge too far, or you can stay at home. Now, Adam, in Australia, of course, uh, you've got that op- that independent option, which mm, they don't mm. have there. But, but, but Adam, Adam Kinzinger, made- he, he made a really interesting point, didn't he, to tell us what it was. Yeah, well, the really interesting point was he he sort of corrected me and he said, no, Malcolm, in, in America there's a fourth option, which is to self-radicalise. And he talked about the way people who were traditional Republican voters, who felt they were part of the Republican tribe, um, so it reacted to the rise of Trump, not by saying, I'm going to vote Democrat or stay at home, but by saying, oh, well, maybe he's not so bad, and mm, then sort of believe what themselves. you have to, to, yeah. Yes, exactly. And, and, and this is, you know, and this is the problem. And of course, you know, the catastrophe they've got in that country is uh, it is more divided, more angry, more unstable politically than it's ever been since the yes. Civil War. 
On Sunday Extra, we are discussing the podcast Defending Democracy with Malcolm Turnbull. With Malcolm Turnbull. Uh, Malcolm, the AEC commissioner did sound a little bit concerned, though, expressing his uh, view that we're in a bit of trouble in terms of misinformation. And that's something you discuss um, in the episode about Brazil as well. What have you learned from making Defending Democracy about the threat of misinformation? Well, it, 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 it operates, I guess, in, in two, at least two areas. So there's firstly the area that Tom Rogers is concerned about as AEC commissioner is misinformation about the electoral system. Mm. I mean, it's none, it's none of his business whether a candidate is telling lies about policies or other candidates. But if they're misrepresenting how the electoral system works, you know, suggesting that you can vote on you know, the polling days on Sunday rather than Saturday, all of those tricks that people get up to to try to discourage people to vote or, you know, saying that Australia, as they were in the last election, say there were people on social media saying Australia was using the, you know, voting machines that had been controversial in America. Not true. Um, anyway, what Tom's done and the AEC have done to their great credit is that they get out there, have been very proactive in knocking these falsehoods mm. on the head. In Brazil, on the other hand, um, <clears throat> where the disinformation is absolutely off the charts, you know, where people were being accused of being cannibals and Satanists. I mean, it's, they, do, they do that in America too, by the way. But but anyway, their, their electoral uh, court, independent electoral court, is very proactive. Having said that, they have compulsory voting and they've still had a lot of extremism. So it's maybe not 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 um it's not enough i mean i think it, it definitely helps it, i think we are we are it definitely helps and it definitely works here um but uh you know we've we, the, the the key message and i mean one of the later podcasts is with theresa may the former uk prime minister and you know one of the key messages there is um out of all, all of this is that you've got to be very alert to these issues and you cannot take our democracy for granted, mm. you know, and, and populism, the you know the allure of of um, of the populist authoritarian is very dangerous right through history. Yes, and you know, because you see, people will say, that this is where the pressure has got to be on democratic governments to deliver, to deliver on the you know, not to deliver on the basics, you know, schools, education, welfare, health, you know, all of those things, because the if if democratic governments fail to deliver, you will get more and more people saying maybe democracy doesn't work. Maybe we just need a strong man. You know, it seems to be mm. mostly a man, a strong man. You know, to to lead us out of this chaos. And then you get the Trumps and the Bolsonaros, or you know, going back into former eras, the Hitlers and the Mussolinis. We've only got a short time left. Um, Malcolm, you interview uh, Maria Ressa, the Nobel Peace Prize winner. Um, what stood out uh, to you from that really interesting interview? Well, Maria Ressa is a journalist uh, who stood up to the dictator, or no, the dictatorial, yes. um, you know, politics of uh, in the Philippines, in particular that of the recently, uh, you know, retired uh, President Duterte, who who actually I got to know, so uh, he, he's a wild, wild man, and in who who engaged in what is euphemistically called extrajudicial extrajudicial killings. That is to say, having the police, and he boasted about it. Mm. You know, getting the police to tackle 
the drug trade by just shooting drug traffickers and and in and indeed a lot of their customers. So it's a, and you know suppressing free speech, using violence and and you know all of the language of division and hatred. I mean, so much. I mean, you know, Maria makes this point. Such a brave woman um, that that you know what what these guys are doing and what the the media that you know supports them and enables them is doing is driving anger. Yes. And you see some of these platforms drive anger because it keeps people engaged. And but the more you make people angry, the more you gnaw away at the basis of your democracy. Absolutely. Uh, and unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there, Malcolm, mm-hmm. but uh, angertainment is definitely a theme of, de- of defending democracy. Thanks so much for uh, coming Thanks, on and, and not having a, an angry discussion with us about it on Sunday Extra <laughs> this morning. Good on you. Thank you so much. The podcast is called Defending Democracy with Malcolm Turnbull and it's published by Listener. It's out now wherever you get your podcasts. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.